Well, good morning and welcome to our Saturday team call. This is Senior Master Coordinator Jennifer Glacken, and I'm going to be your moderator and host for this morning's call. Um, we actually have a special guest, and I can't wait to get to him and have him share. But before we do that, I just want to do a couple of housekeeping things. I want to remind everybody of our book club. We're doing our book club called The Raving Fans. So we're reading the book, The Raving Fans, um, by Ken Blanchard and Sheldon Bowles. And it is a fabulous book on customer service. Absolutely, each and every person in our organization should be on that book club. And if you can't make the time, it's Wednesdays at 1230 Eastern time. So it's in the middle of the day. We try to do lunchtime for folks. If you can't make that time, we are posting the recordings on the Team Black and Facebook page. So if you want to stay up to date, um, I had somebody post this morning that they listened to the recording and got some great tips. So be sure that you listen to that. It's absolutely critical that we give the best customer service possible to our customers and that we do create raving fans. And so we want to make sure that we're doing that from a business perspective and a product perspective. Additionally, I just want to remind everybody about our um, communication for the global conference. We're going to do all of our communicating for global conference over on the Team Black and Facebook page. So just be sure that you're plugged in there and that you're checking it regularly. We're having a big party in my suite on Tuesday night, and we won't know what the suite number is until we actually get to Vegas. We're having a pool party on Monday night, and we just want everybody to be able to come to these events, to hang out as a team, to socialize, do all the things that we do. That would be awesome. Um, around all the learnings that we're going to get at the Global Conference as well. But you just want to make sure that you're plugged in, that you know where to get the information. And so all of that will be posted over on the Team Glacken Facebook page. So this morning, we have just the distinct honor of having a really special guest and a dear, dear friend of mine um, from the home office on with us. And I think it's a very appropriate timing because I think this person gives the very best customer service from Shackley out of anybody. Um, anytime I've had a challenge, an issue, a concern, a question, he's my go-to guy. Um, we even joke about it. I even call him out. I'll say, hey, go-to guy on some of my emails because um, he really goes above and beyond. And what I want all of us to be listening to as he shares this story and some of his experiences I want you all to be listening about the customer service aspect and about going above and beyond and giving, being creative in how you solve challenges and just how you take care of the people in your organization and the people that you influence. And so I want you to be listening with that ear. So with that, I'd like to welcome Joe Torres. And so, Joe, I'm going to let you do your introduction as far as your job title and your history and how you got to Shackley. But I just want to thank you so much for being here with the team. I can't tell you how much our organization appreciates you and everything that you do for us in the field. Um, you just truly, you epitomize everything that I think Dr. Shackley was creating when he created this company. So thank you so much for being here with us this morning. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, uh, good morning, everybody. I'm so glad to be on the call because I could talk all day about this because I have so many great experiences um, with customer service, um, that whole customer service and sales. I, I, first of all, Start backing up, I've been with Shackley for almost 15 years now. Prior to being with Shackley, I was with Robert Half International, which was a, a temp agency. And then prior to that, I was a, I was a grocery a director for a, a superstore in um, one of the cities here, which was a, uh, you know, they had a bakery, deli, pharmacy, um, produce. They had everything. We had like 15 check stands, and I ran that store probably for about, 13 years, and um, one of the things I did learn about being in that business, the grocery business, is that, um, you know, people put service and they put sales in two different categories, and and I found out after leaving the grocery department business or grocery business that they're, they are, they're in the same hand, and, um, and, and, and I, because when I left there, that's all I ever really knew, 
And when I went to Robert Half International, um, a friend of mine, you know, they needed someone bilingual. They were looking for an account manager. I went ahead and I applied, and I never did that work before. All I did was service people at the grocery store, making sure they wanted paper or plastic, or if they got everything and they, they wanted, you know, helping them find something down the aisle. That's all I did for 20 years, actually, because I start off as a checker and bagger and all that. But when I went to Robert Half International, they, they were really interested in, in me working for them. And even though I didn't ever had any job recruiting people and putting people to work, I'll never forget, after about a month or two being there, one of the guys, there was about eight of us on the out on the floor, and we all had our desk and everything. And, and uh, one guy pulls me to the side, and he says, hey, uh, do you know they got a pole out on you? I said, what? He goes, yeah, they got a pole out on you. I said, really? All the guys around here, we all have a pole on you. How long are you going to last? And I'm like, oh, really? Goes, Dude, you, you got to go for the sale. All I hear you doing all day on the phone is just talking and introducing and going out to clients. And and I'm like, oh, wow, talking about a letdown because I thought I was doing good. So I made a decision said to speak to my boss. I asked my boss, hey, Sandy, when you get a chance, can we meet? Sure, let's meet tomorrow morning. I met her in the office, and I said, I thought to myself, if I'm going to get fired, at least I should know ahead of time so I can update my resume and maybe even go back to grocery or go find something else. At least I can give myself time to prepare. And so I, I sat down with her, and I said, hey, Sandy, how am I doing? And she says, how are you doing? I said, yeah, how am I doing here? And she said, well, the home office is asking who you are the first week you came to the company, you set up 18 client visits. No one's ever done that. The vice president of the company did 12. And then when I told them you did them all by yourself, um, they, they, they can't believe it. And they're starting to see all these different accounts starting to want to do business with us again. And they says, why do you ask? And I said, well, I kind of heard there's a poll out on me. And, you know, I'm, I just want to know what I'm doing. She says, you're doing great. You just keep doing what you're doing. And you were, let me worry about the sales floor. I'll take care of them. But no, you're doing great. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, whew, I don't, I'm not going to get fired, number one. But number two, the reason why I share that story is because a lot of those guys that were working with me, that's all they ever did was sales. They did not know nothing about customer service. They did not know about building relationships. Um, so what ended up happening with that company, I ended up getting rookie of the year, and then the second year, I led the company in sales out of across the whole country for 22 weeks in a row, which no one ever did. And then the third year, I became a branch manager, and we were 25 different branches across the country. When I took over my branch, it was number 16. Within six months, I had it to number three on the way to number one before, right before I went with Shackley. But that's what I was doing. But I, I say this to, to people, and I share this story, not because – you know, of anything other than I applied the service skills that I had learned in the grocery business to my sales skills. And actually, when I took over the branch, I would have my staff, I said, on Fridays, what I want you to do is I want you to call your billing customers. I don't want you to ask for an order. I don't want to ask you if they need any more people out there. I want you to just call them, wish them a happy weekend, Ask them how everything's going, how we're doing. Maybe set up a lunch with them. If they can't go out to lunch because there's somebody, see if you can bring in lunch. But build those relationships. Nothing to do. And we found out in those calls that we got a lot of business. I mean, when I did my calls, 
I would get someone that said, you know what, I just remember I have a big truck coming in or a big project coming in. Hey, Joe, can you send me five guys? I'm so glad you called. Or they would say, you know, this one guy that you have, they're always late, blah, 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 but he's a good guy. So you know what, I'll talk to him. Whatever it was, uh, uh, or even some, with some of them, I took them out to lunch, and we just sat and talked about tennis, golf, or whatever. And a lot of them always told me, they said, you know what, Joe, I have other agencies coming in that are offering more than what you can offer and even cheaper. But you know what? I'm going to stay with you because, number one, I like our relationship. Number two, um, I know if something goes wrong, whether whatever it may be, a billing issue or whatever, in this case, an auto ship, uh, you know, someone gets a, someone in your organization gets something from Growport that's all tore up, whatever it is, it's how you react to when those things, when the chips are down. When you're there with them, and you're helping them resolve the issue, that's when it matters to them. So um, basically that's how I worked there. And, and it, it was, I, of course, from there I left, to, it came to Shackley. But, but I, I found out very effective. And now, I mean, I don't think, um, I don't know, some of you guys know, some of you don't know. But uh, I'm also, when I'm not doing Shackley, I'm a musician, I'm a performer, I'm a percussionist. I play with all kinds of different people from Santana, folks from Santana, Ray Charles, whatever. But I have my own, when they're in town, but I do my own thing. And last year, I think it was only one week that I didn't have a gig. And the reason why was because they canceled out on me. But other than that, every week I play. And other musicians ask, like, who's your agent? Who's getting you all these gigs? I hear that you even have a full-time job, and you're also doing, like, practically full-time music. You're playing more than me, and I do this for a living. And what are you doing? And and what I do when I do my gigs, I always make sure I follow up. I call the venue. I email them. I thank them for having us, and I don't care who it is. I thank them for having us. Um, we appreciate all the hospitality. It was great being there with you. I don't never say, hey, w- let me know when the next gig is. I'll just say it was great. I just show them some love. Appreciate it. Have a great week. And again, thank you very much for everything. And boom. And you know what? I get a lot of them that, that will hit me back up and say, they'll call me out of the blue and say, hey, we have a big event coming out. Are you, can you, are you available that weekend or whatever? So again, I, I emphasize the people relation, putting people first is number one. And and uh, I think I was with a, uh, one of the conventions. I was with a business leader who had been with Shackley uh, probably for about 45 years. And she rem- she told me she remembered one time in Chicago, they were at a meeting. I'm not sure who was ever around to see that. But she said Dr. Shackley was speaking, and he hit his hand on the podium, and he, t- he looked at everybody in the eye and said, it's not about the money. The money will come. Take care of the people. And, and you know, Honestly, on a personal note, I think that um, that's our job anyway. We're here to we're here to support, serve, help. You know, put people first in your life, and, and it'll go into your business. You know, and and um, and so I think it's very important because you know there's a, a you know a few things I want to quote. That number one, where energy flows, results show. So if you're putting out good energy and you're really truly trying to help people for them then that will come back at you, number number one. And number two, I think it was Mother Teresa that said, if every person that comes into your life, if you can make them feel a little bit better about themselves, you're not only doing a good thing, but you're doing God's work. That's number two. Mm-hmm. Number three, for me, these are the things that I try to live by, is, and again, I don't know if anybody has said this, but I know that I've, I think it, and I, I, and I've, and I try to live it, and this is in your 
personal life, in your professional life, in every aspect of living, it's the small things that make the big things happen. And so I think that, you know, those are the things that, that you know, this year I, I cannot be even more happier about where my music career, and again, even with Shaq, I'm so busy, I'm turning business away. A lot of times, I like for example, for Vegas, the week that we're at convention, I have three gigs that I'm just giving to other to other musicians because I, I'm going to be in Vegas with everybody. But I mean, I'm cool with that, but it's just that I, it feels good to be able to be in demand. And I think a lot of it comes from just putting people first, taking care of people. Like Jennifer said, when I walk into the Shackley doors, when I go to work, it's, anything about me is out the door. It's all about whoever needs my help. And it's about making them priority and making them feel important. And, and, and to Jennifer's uh, point, you know, when you have your organization, whenever you put them first, I don't care what you say to them, but when you actually take care of them and do them, whatever you say to them goes out the window. It's what you do. And if you're helping them out and, you're, and, and you know, like I said, calling them, some people will come up to me and go, oh, I've been a director for four years and I can't. I said, when's the last time you called your organization, people in your group or just people that you know, and just ask them how they were doing? That asked for an order. That star coming down the pipe, just seeing how they're doing, just checking them out. And a lot of this stuff, too, probably most of you guys know um, already, but I'm sharing with you how my life has been really, really blessed and, and how things have worked out for me. Um, and, and, and I share this with my some of my family members, my close friends. Anybody that I come in contact with, I try to share with them because I think we all want to go to the next level. And for me, for, I mean, I'm doing things that I never dreamed. I, I mean, I remember going to, when I was 12 years old, going to see a concert in San Francisco to see Santana. And I never stopped thinking about all the things he'd done. That's like my guy. And then here it is, you know, 20, 30 years later, I'm backstage with him and we're talking and hanging out. And he's like, hey, let's take a picture together. And I'm like, you want to take a picture with me? Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, trying to act normal. But inside, I'm falling apart because I'm with this guy that <laughs> I followed his career. And, and those are just small little examples of things that have happened for me, dreams that have came true. And um, and I and I just believe it's it's all because of me just continuing every day trying to do things for people and it'll come back at you somewhere or another, you know? Um, and so I, I, I'm just really fortunate to have my life the way it is. And I'm going to continue to do that um, as, until the, the last day I'm here. It's just to, to be there. And, and it also feels good. It's the right thing to do anyway. And you, and you feel, I feel a lot of satisfaction when I'm able to help resolve issues for people. I feel good that I'm helping them and, and celebrating when they win, you know, it's it's about that too. You know, it's when I want to see other people succeed. That's the other thing that I wanted to share. It's like if you want to grow and you want to go to the next level and you want to become the next master coordinator, whatever your dream is in life, then if you're not celebrating other people, how do you expect for you to get to that level? I think the more where they want to go, you don't have to worry about your destination because you'll get there. If you're doing enough things for people in your life, and it doesn't have to be shocked. It could be in your own family. It could be in your relationships, whatever it is. If you're helping them get to where they want like I said, I don't worry about my growth. I don't worry about going to the next level because I know already that as long as I continue to help people, help them get to where they want to go, 
I know my back is covered, and I'll and I'll get to where I want to go. It, it, it's happening. It's happened for me in my life. Well, it totally doesn't, Joe. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, I have a specific question I want to ask you. Because sure. Your your customer service is out uh, off the roof or off the charts, you know. And I've said that so many times, and I tell people all throughout the field, you need something done, you got to call Joe because he always gets it done. But it really goes back to something that you said at the very beginning, and it was when you got the new job at, um, and I've already forgotten the name of the company, the second job that after being in the grocery. Robert business, Half. They, Robert Half, and you and you. Um, put customer, not customer service and sales, but you were doing the relationship building. And our business, our Shackley business, is all about relationship building. And do you mind just giving people some tips about, I know you said that, you know, you were doing calls and you were sitting down with people and just talking about golf or fishing or whatever they wanted to talk about. But that, I think, is the, the tripping point for so many people in Shackley. They don't know what to say on the phone. They don't really know how to develop the relationship. Do you have any tips from all your years of doing this that would help people to pick up the phone and do some of that? Yeah, number yeah, absolutely. Number one, what you're what you're bringing to the table is not Coca Cola, that's cancer to people. You're not offering something, whatever that offers sugar, you know, with sugar diabetes or heart disease or whatever. You have products in your back pocket that are going to help people live longer, be healthier, be more active. It's it, I've never met anybody that's ever said, "No, Joe, I'm cool. I'm too healthy." I'm, I'm, I'm too, uh, I need to come down. Everybody at some point in time is going to need you. And I think that when you, when you make your calls and you realize that you have, it's not really about, it's really about you have something golden to offer. And if you know that, because number one, I think the number one thing is you've got to realize, you have to come to the point in your life that you have to know that the most important thing in your life is your health. It's not your car, it's not your job, it's not your money in the bank or whatever you can do. Because if you found out that you were going to only have a month to live, all that stuff goes out the window. Anybody who has had almost death experience or came across something, they'll realize that I am so fortunate to be alive. I'm so fortunate not to be blind. I'm so fortunate just to have my health. And unless you're tied up with a bunch of tubes and electrical things in a hospital bed, you're doing pretty good. And so what you're doing and what you have is something really, really valuable. It's some awesome, and we all know that they're great products. So when you call people, you have to understand that you have something that they need, but they may not not realize it. So that's why a lot of times I kind of let, if I was doing the business, I would let them know, of course, establish that I, I have access to these great products. And then if you're looking for an opportunity, a business opportunity. That's also there too. But keeping in contact with them and talking to them, and eventually they'll say, and it's even happened in my life, you know, my, hey, Joe, I have a, my mom. She can't sleep at night. Or um, a friend of mine, her mother was shaking a lot. And um, and and so I talked to them about MindWorks. And, you know, and I was, I'm able to get some of the products too. And I shared some MindWorks with them, and the shaking stopped. Uh, they're 93, she was 93 years old. Um, but there's, there's all kinds of things like that that we have. And I think that a lot of times, uh, you know, like when you get on the phone, you're thinking like, oh, um, how do I bring up Shackley? How do I, you know, business of them coming on and buying from me or whatever? I think it's just if you feel good about what you really have and you know that sh- your health is the number one thing, it's all about just talking to them, finding, saying hi real quick and, you know, whether they know it or not, remind them that whenever they need something, just let them let them know. I'm here if you need something. Um, you know, have access to these products. And um, just I think that's a, probably the biggest thing. I know for me, a lot of times, 
I had a hard time connect, call, making those calls sometimes because I'm thinking like, man, you know, I, I feel like I'm bothering them. I feel like I'm I'm selling something. Um, and then I started realizing, you know what, I have a service for them. In my case with Robert Half, I have a service for them that they are going to benefit from, but maybe not now. I had one company that I was with at Robert Half International that I called up and I said, hey, um, you know, I know we're past real quick. I'll finish the story. I remember saying to them, hey, I'm in the area. Can I drop off a card? I went and dropped off a card for like six months. All, every time I was coming by there, I went there like once a month. I dropped off some stationery. And I remember one time they called me. And I remember I was so excited. I finally got the business. And they went and they said, hey, Joe, we're kind of low on the stationery. Do you think you can bring some down the next time? <laughs> All the girls are fighting over their stationery. We love it because they're like little pads. And I'm like, oh, y- yeah, sure. And talking about feeling, I felt that Friday, that was my last stop. And I remember going to my car and feeling like there should be a a word in the back of my shirt saying, what a big dummy. You are such a dummy. (laughs) I mean, you're like this guy. And I, I really felt bad. That ended up being my biggest account. In that business, if you have 10 to 20 people at a one account, that's really, really good. I had 52 people at that one account. At that one account, I had more than most branches had all all the whole branches, and that and I, one day they called me and they said, "Hey Joe, you've been great with us. We love you. You're so cool." And again, it was just being there, and I like for you to meet the the uh, operations manager. When I walked into the room, there was the owner, HR, and it, there was like six ex- people, important people, and I thought, "Oh no, I did something wrong." And I thought I was in trouble, and they were trying to tell me what. It, they sat me down. They said, "We're going to start transferring the agency that we're using now. We're going to start transferring two of them every week until we get where we need to be." And so you'll have half an app. Well, eventually I got the whole account. But again, that was that was just by me trying to just be nice and high and just making that relationship good. So anyway, um, I I think what you, basically Je- Jennifer is just that. You really do have something valuable, and, and don't ever think that you're bothering anybody because eventually they're going to need you. Absolutely, and it goes back to that Mother Teresa quote that you gave earlier about just making people feel better, making people feel special, giving them the attention they need because in this society, in this day and age, people don't have that very much. I, I even teach the team, you know, doing handwritten thank you notes can be so important because how many people actually get a handwritten thank you note anymore? You, know, you yeah. go to your mailbox and it's a little bit of junk mail because everybody emails these days and they text message and all this other stuff. And there's these little things that just make a huge difference. So, Joe, thank you so much for sharing your story, sharing your heart, sharing your wisdom. I know that it's probably touched everybody on this call, and we're going to have a lot of folks listening to the replay afterwards, I'm sure. And, you know, something, the thing that I know that's been so special over all of the years is that I know if I have anything that comes up that I can count on you, and I think that's the message to give to everybody also is that make sure that your people in your organization know that they can count on you. Think about being a Joe Torres. And I know we're reading the Raving Fans book, and so you're going to think about being you know, the people in the Raving Fans book as well. But it's about you know, creating those relationships with your customers so that people remember you and that you stand out. And, and Joe, they, those people wanted that stationery from you, not just because of the stationery, but they had a relationship with you, and look what it turned into. And so that's exactly the message that we want to share. So thank you so much for being on with us this morning. Welcome. And before I go, Jennifer, I just want to thank you because over the years we've met each other, you've been, you know, the, the one thing I can say about you is that every time we've we've been around each other is you're a person that really cares. 
And that is a big, big thing. That's part of customer service. You got to care. And you're a perfect example of that. That's why it's been so easy to work with you, to be around you. We have fun. We tease. But you know what? It's because we both really, really care about other people, and we care about other people growing. So it's an honor to work with you. I know you as a friend. I just wanted to let you know that, too, and let your team know that, too. Well, thank you. I feel exactly the same way. As I said, you're my go-to guy. And so now when people hear that I'm calling my go-to guy at the home office, they'll know who you are. And hopefully exactly. you'll be able to maybe swing by. Maybe you can swing by our party that we're going to have in our suite. I'll give you the yeah. details. And so maybe everybody can meet you in person at the conference if they haven't already done so. Yeah, I, I plan on doing that. So thank you. I will. Thank you for the invite. And thank you for having me on this call. It's been my, it's been my pleasure, really. Well, we so appreciate all of your knowledge and wisdom, and I hope that everybody on the call here has a fabulous Shackley Day. I hope you have a fabulous Shackley Day, Joe, and we will talk to everybody same time, same place next Saturday. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, Joe. Thanks again. Mm -hmm.